Salutations, everybody. It is Maddie here today with week 80 of the Ham Radio Podcast. I'm waiting for Lone to intro. There's me, and I have all one. Just kidding. He's not here today, but my name is Noah. Uh, this time you can send all your hate to Lone for not yeah, being here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this guy, two <laughs> weeks in a row. Don't mean to, don't mean to brag. <laughs> But <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just Matt and I though. It's just Matt. This is yeah, gonna be we were gonna we were gonna jump for a guest, see if we could get someone on last minute. But I was thinking, no, I don't even remember the last time you and I like one on one. I know talked. I'm like, that makes me sad. So it was just like, yeah, sad. Fucking guest. So Lone's moving into a new apartment. If you guys follow him on Twitter, you already know that. So that's why he's not on this week. But I feel like it's just a cave. Like yeah. it's just yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, like he's moving into a new pouch. The cave in the middle of a, like of Australian desert. His girlfriend's there. Lone, I don't like this. <laughs> I'm comfortable, bitch. Because he fucking talks to his girlfriend like that. <laughs> he just calls her bitch. Anyways, yeah. So the links to our mobile are in the description down below, so you can listen on iTunes, Google Play, whatever mobile device you are using, as well as timestamps if you're listening here on the PC. And each week we want one of you to interact with us. So tweet at us with the hashtag #HamRadioTime. With your answer to the following question. But don't, don't tweet it alone. Yeah, don't tweet it alone. Just myself and Noah. Yeah. Lone's not included this week. Let's let's make him feel you. let's make him feel really shitty. Honestly, Lone, you're such he's, a fuck. He's gone for one week and everyone's forgotten about it. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, who Lone? <laughs> anyway, the question this week, just because of the news that's been trending, I figured I'd just get your thoughts on what are what do you feel about an extra DLC for Fallout 4? My personal feeling is I'm not holding my breath. Really don't care if it happens or not at all, but I really want to get the community's feedback on that. See if you guys are like, yeah, let's get another, or if it's like, you know, let's just move on. Let's see what Bethesda's got cooking up next. Yeah, I think it's going to be probably just like a little, I don't think it's going to be like a huge campaign deal, so it's probably yeah. going to be like little add-ons, seasonal stuff maybe. You know, yeah, stuff like so that. we'll talk about that first because we're already discussing it in the Bethesda yep. News Roundup. There's a development in the secret DLC because if you guys did not know from last week, we talked about this, and I made a couple of videos on it, that basically there was a new listing as an unknown app on the DLC section for Fallout 4 on SteamDB, which is like a database for Steam. And that's only happened before Phase 1 and 2 of Fallout 4's DLC, and I'm sure this has happened with other games before, but in particular, we're talking about Fallout 4. And so a lot of people were, a lot of YouTubers, man, I gotta say, I was really upset. We're like, guys! New Jumping Farm on Harbor. It. Yeah, like, new Fuck. Nuka World. We're getting a big We get 17 game. more hours of fucking gameplay. Yeah, like, like, this you know. is going to be huge. I'm just sitting there like, hold on. It, this could be anything. Yeah. I looked at Sky... Or actually, Lone looked at Skyrim last week during the show, you remember. And we found out they had the same thing. So it could have been nothing. Yeah. And I treaded that ground. I was like, look, it could be this, this, or that. Like, a VR patch or whatever. Uh. But it's, you know, it's most likely nothing. Now, yeah. two interesting things came out of this. Number one is that Pete Hines actually tweeted during E3 that Fallout 4 VR was going to be a separate game in the library. So it's not mm. going to be a patch. So that means that a lot of people are assuming this unknown application is going to be, oh, it's just a Fallout 4 VR patch. It's not that because it's going to be listed as a new game in your library. The other development is that Pete Hines said on Twitter uh, it recently in response to this latest news was we're not doing additional DLC. Nuka World was the last one. We were like, okay, no shit. You know, most of us assume this. And then afterwards, the guy asked, well, what is it then? And and Pete said, we haven't said yet. So indicates... What you playing at, Pete? Yeah, what you it, playing it indicates at? that, like, it's something. 
Yeah. It's it's just what it's definitely it's definitely not like a texture pack or anything like we were talking about last week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking it's gonna be seasonal. It may be seasonal related to the fall. It may be seasonal related to like Halloween, Christmas, something like that. Maybe not. Um, seasonal stuff with games tends to be a little iffy because it is seasonal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, so we'll see. I'm curious though. I like that idea though. I never considered that when until you said it that it could be something seasonal. I think that would be fun. I think that's a unique way to get people into the game because it's a mixture yep. of a spirit that's constantly surrounding you, especially right. this time of year where you have Halloween, um, Thanksgiving, right. and Christmas. It's inescapable. Right. And so, well, and, and real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Grand Theft Auto Online does that. Like on Christmas Day, I think Christmas Eve too, they make the whole map snowing. Yeah, see, that's in the cool. game, And it's awesome. You know what I mean? It's so much fun to see. But yeah. like, it's like little stuff like that that makes you think like, oh, that's cool. You know? And I, I think that would work out to some degree if it's a Halloween-themed update. And mind you, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, we're just you know spitballing right now. But because right. in, in Sanctuary, I do remember there's a lot of little Halloween decorations because the Great War happened right before Halloween. So it might work in a way for Fallout 4 because they already have some of those assets made. Uh, yeah. Things could be interesting with that. But we're just kind of guessing at that one. What's unique, though, is that we've eliminated the VR option, which a lot of people were guessing for. So this could be a number of things. Right. Like I said, my best guess, personally, was the new assets for modders to create right. stuff for the PS4. But then again, that's like... Uh, if Sony's uh, not playing along with that, though. Yeah. Well, we'll see. You know, yeah, It's a very weird type of extra DLC to do. Right. So... I always wondered if Bethesda would ever try just a secret DLC launch. They don't say anything, just new DLCs added. And, mm. you know, it happens. markets itself. I, I think of Overwatch in a way. I mentioned this in my video as well, where before they announced the seasonal update for Halloween, all the leaks, all the discussion, the fan base did all the marketing for this thing. And then they released right. the video day of. And they're like, hey. Yeah. Halloween well, and Blizzard's community is like a brick wall, meaning like it's it's all it's solid. There's a lot of you know build up in that community, man. You have World of Warcraft, you have uh, Hearthfire, or I think I'm saying that right. Stone. I might be wrong. Hearthstone, Hearthstone. But you know, and then you have Overwatch. So it's like that whole community is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I still have yet to check that out too. I I, I just what. The, the Halloween update. Oh, I mean, the, the coolest thing about it, I think, is not the, just the skins, but they redid uh, Hollywood. So it's all oh, Halloween themed now. That's so cool. Yeah, it's very cool. So, Hollywood's uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I like that a lot. It, you know, it's, yeah. instead of it being bright out, it's dark. They changed all like the movie things to horror movies. Um, the menus are different. They, they reskin the entire map. It's, it's really right. cool. So I, I hope they do more of that in the future. And I've already been, like, speculating on what they're going to do for, obviously, Christmas next. Maybe Thanksgiving. Who knows? Hopefully they just keep going with it. You know, Christmas would be an awesome one to do. You can have – I picture – I'm picturing, like, a, uh, uh, you know, Santa Claus um, bastion or something like yeah. that. Or, or Santa Claus – what's the big one with the shield? They always forget his fucking name. Reinhardt? Um, Reinhardt, yeah. Oh, like yeah. a Santa Reinhardt. Yeah. That would be perfect, especially because he's got white hair and a beard and stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, the, a lot of good ideas. I could see if they did Thanksgiving, like a Pilgrim Mercy or something like that. That's a good one. That, that would be really cool. So yeah. what we're getting at here, though, is that seasonal updates are exciting. They, it, it's a weird mixture that can get you back into the game. So maybe Fallout 4 is taking that ground. Someone also said that um, – I read it on Twitter. I didn't get a chance to look at the link he sent me. Mm-hmm. So like with all we've been talking about, this is just speculation. 
is that I think they said it could be like a dev branch or something like that, meaning that it's just for the developers. Like maybe they're testing something. I don't know. Maybe. You know, like like we've all said before, the only times these new apps have popped up is when they're testing something new. So I don't know if they have like a new mechanic maybe for a game they're already working on and they're mixing it with Fallout 4 as a secret DLC. Uh, but not releasing to the public. They're just like, okay, let's put this in Fallout 4, similar engine, see how this works instead of... You know, I know jack shit about game dev, to tell you the truth, aside from, like... Actually, no, that's a lie. I know a decent amount about game dev, but I'm no, saying... But, um, yeah, I'm saying, but, like, I don't know the those types of techniques, those types of developments that they do. So, everyone's guess is as good as mine or yours. Yeah. But let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about Prey. Let's talk about Prey. Yeah. Brand new Prey trailer came out um, somewhat similar to the original uh, Prey gameplay trailer. This one seemed to have a little bit more gameplay, though. And it was highlighting a female protagonist. Now, if you guys didn't know, they have a male and a female because they chose the name Morgan Yu, I think was the name. And they said that was like a a name that would work for both genders. And I know Lone made a video on it saying he, he likes the way this game's approaching gender. Yeah. and stuff and i i like it too i think it's a cool idea um the trailer looks sick though you know I it think- does it looks cool um i'm gonna i'm gonna jump right into some of the details of it mm-hmm. the fact that they had the little shadow thingies i don't know what to call them no i don't um, know what they are either transforming into like objects i don't know if you caught that like one made into a chair and stuff mm-hmm. so i'm imagining walking into a room seeing nothing at first and then being like something in here is going to fuck with me. Yeah. You know what I mean? And just having that on edge thing, you know, it's kind of like a, like a dead space vibe Yeah, when you play dead space and it was like, you didn't know what was going to come out of what, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So that makes me excited. That works in a great way because sometimes you walk in a room, think something's going to change into something and you'll get through the whole room. Nothing will happen. And you'll feel this false sense of security. Like, Oh, I got through the room. Nothing jumped at me. It's like the next room. Oh fuck. So yeah, I, I really like that. The game looks a lot different than I expected, you know, when mm-hmm. I don't know how to describe what I was expecting initially. I guess I just think of the original Prey 2 that we saw oh. many years ago where it was this right. free-running, fast-paced open-world game and then you see this heavy like like loading the pistol all, you know, dramatically and stuff right. where I I felt the game looked very different. It looked it had a it looked heavy. I don't know why, but it had a dishonored vibe to it. It's about the same not well, I know, but like, but it's from the same. A little more. Studio. I don't know how to explain it. it like, I, I looked at it and I was like, I could see this playing a l- not like dishonored with like. Engine. I think it's the same engine because yeah. that was what I was getting. Because it's not like the same team. Like, it's from Arcane Studios, but it's right. not from the one in France who makes Dishonored. It's from the people in I think it's Austin, Texas. Right. So they're two different teams, two different visions, but maybe they're using the same engine. I know they're following a same. Oh gameplay format where you um <laughs> your picture froze you look like you just saw a fucking ghost i think they're using a similar engine but i know yeah. that dishonored is uh or rather prey is following a similar gameplay structure as uh dishonored where they said like you're gonna be able to go back to certain areas it's gonna be more of an open level open hubs okay. ra- rather than a open world or just these linear one place to the next to the next to the next Right. Uh, I look at I think of Doom in a way. It's it's one okay. stage to the next stage, but apparently you can go back to certain places. So and use those gadgets you find on other places. So it's kind of like that Metroidvania, which I I, I right. love and hate because I feel like it's a poor excuse to allow you to retread old ground 
and I yeah. it gets monotonous. I, I usually can't stand it. There are very few games I make an exception to and go, all right, like, I like this Metroidvania-style gameplay, but this, uh, mm, I don't know. No, I feel yeah. I think it's going to be, uh, like, like, like you had said and I had said before, a little in terms of, you know, I see, I don't mind Metroidvania, um, mm-hmm. as long as it's well done, which is kind of redundant to say. Um, I think it's going to be a solid game, though. I think it's going to have some good detail. Again, that kind of fear aspect of... Uh, yeah. I think that's what's going to keep you going, is not knowing what to expect. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's kind of what's going to push you through the levels. Yeah, I just it's the key is, though, hopefully that... I guess this works with any game, is that the mechanics can't overstay their welcome. So you look at right. like a... Uh, you know, you'll have that good few, first couple hours where you'll walk into a room, oh, that chair could be something... Right. How do you develop that afterwards so that in the, you know, five to ten hour range, it's not just looking for that surprise chair. It's a little bit more and you, you don't start to learn the patterns and predicting right. what can happen. So Well, if it changes into the important. exact asset, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? No. But that could be looked at as like unfair. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. I, I would thing, like no, to... I'm afraid that they're going to call it like a cheap scare. I, I fucking hate that. You know, yeah. I, I understand like cheap scares are like, boom, pop out the window. Hi. Like, and they, it scares the yeah. fuck out of you. I hate that. But like, if it builds tension and it's an object that transforms based off the game's yeah. uh, concept. Con- exactly. Concept. I was going to yeah. say something else, but uh, yeah, that's perfect. Uh, you, you know, I think that is a strength that should be right. embraced. And if you're feeling uneasy, the game's doing what it's, going out to do yeah you know yeah i i I never liked that review perspective though of oh this is a predictable story or this is a predictable scare because to me i view it as a i think for for an example i remember there was a podcast it was me i think either you or alone i think it was you Uh young yeah and robbie from open world games i think i remember that yeah and we were speculating about Fallout 4's story, and we called the plot twist with, you know, Father being the we did. leader of the Institute to a yep. T. Yep. Completely called it. Yep. It still surprised me, though, that it happened. Yeah, I mean, but it's like, it's one thing to talk about it, but it's another thing to, you know, like... Yeah. And, it wasn't a predictable story. We just talked about it a lot. Exactly. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying, where, you know, some people will say, well, that was so predictable, I saw it coming, it's like... Not it's, really. That doesn't make it. Does that make it rather a bad story? Does that make it a, yeah. a horribly written story? I wouldn't say so. It's like if you're well versed in video, ga- you know, in stories in general, video game stories. It's like you you can probably predict the end of like any story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, but that doesn't like mean it can't be enjoyable. Yeah, that's true. Bio, <laughs> Bioshock has its own fucking thing. <laughs> the infinite. Okay. Yeah, nope. It's like right. <laughs> you know. I don't know how you even fucking started this idea. There was some guy out there who was like, "Yeah, called it." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like oh, someone, dude, I saw it fucking coming, bro. Yeah, it's like, uh, nope, no, 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 lighthouse, yeah, dude, easy yeah. fucking call, dude. Every fucking rift, I got it, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so I, I wonder how Prey's going to turn out. I'm sure looking at E3 next year, that's going to be one of the big games we'll see, and that'll probably yeah. be one of Bethesda's Maybe we'll get fall play titles. It. Yeah, that would be that'd be great. You know, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to E3. I was just talking to Connor about too. that a couple of days. I'm, I'm already I'm looking excited. forward to it again. That was yeah. so much fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, but man, maybe we'll have to we'll have to go out like two days earlier, mm-hmm. you know, and get like a week out there. Yeah, you know, and, and yeah, and week in fucking horrible ass LA. <laughs> yeah, let's let's go back to that creepy alleyway for yeah. uh, you know Ubisoft. What's up, yeah. What's up <laughs> guys? Oh my god! Yeah, quick story, ladies and gentlemen. I actually I made a video about For Honor, and I, I mentioned I showed some of the pictures we took there yeah. in that event. 
Uh, but I made it sound like it was all hunky-dory. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you right now, we this event was, and I'm not trying to sound ungrateful, but this was in the most scary place yes it was it was literally an alleyway in la with like a hobo 40 feet that way yeah like it was and like there was spray paint everywhere you'd see lots of like tents set up and we're like okay it's obviously like a a a poor area that's all right but you know it was just it was very sketchy very very sketchy you know especially when you got to call a cab in there at like nine at night uh also there was that that There's store. a fucking stole our cab. But... Yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that. I remember you running down the street for that. We, <laughs> we called a cab, and the cab came down, and then just people just went in it and went. It was like, no. Yeah. That was our cab. Oh. Uh, I remember yeah. that too because we were like two minutes late. Like we were waiting for. We were watching a South Park Stick of Truth demo. We were just waiting for it to end. Because yeah. we were enjoying it, but we were like, fuck, we got to catch this cat. I, I was telling you, I was like, we got to go. Yeah, like, I was like, but we can't just, like, walk out of here. Like, yeah. we're, we're here at a demo. So we, like, oh, yeah. right oh. when it ended, we're like, all right, thank you, shook hands. Like, out we went. And right when we went out, <laughs> he drove away. And Noah was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> and then we had to call another one. But it was that that event itself was really cool. You know, you went in and you had to, like, you, they asked you, like, who are you? And it was like, yeah. Mr. Maddie plays. And you're like, yeah. oh, okay. Who's with you? And I was like, yeah, yeah, Connor. Like, it's okay. so weird addressing, <laughs> my, addressing myself like that, yeah. uh, especially when I went to play Dishonored two. I walked in, and they're like, oh, they're like, who are you with? I'm like, oh, I'm Matt. They're, and you know, yeah. I just I think like they have a list of names. Like, who? I'm like, oh, Mr. Maddie plays, and like some guy like whispers, he's like Matt or Mr. Maddie plays. I'm like, who? What? Like, just call me Matt. <laughs> like, uh, Mr. Maddie plays. That's what I'd like to be referred as. Uh, like I'll, I'll jokingly, like pompously say to my friends, "I'm like, do you fucking know who I am?" But that's, yeah. that's the extent of it. Um, no, it was. It, it, it's that was that was fun. And then we went after that. We went and got the dinner, and that was awesome. Mm. But that whole I, I I had so much fun. I still talk about LA. Yeah. Like I'll, I'll, I'll be talking to Eliana. I'll be like, "Oh yeah, remember in LA?" And be like, "I know, no fucking right that right aid across the street from our hotel though." That fucking Rite Aid, oh my god. I had to go over there because I needed aspirin, and then who was it Who was it that tried to buy alcohol? Was it, uh, Cam tried to buy alcohol, but they didn't, they only took passports, not Australian IDs. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he was so butthurt, he's like, this is dumb. I'm like, well. <laughs> I just picture him walking in the hotel room with that, like, slight smile on, he's like, they didn't yeah. fucking let me buy my alcohol. Like- <laughs> <laughs> he was so upset. He was a trooper, though. He stayed in, uh, like a rinky-dink hotel. Yeah, he like, stayed... My- yeah, props to Campbell because he stayed in like our hotel room till like three in the morning. Would get yeah. back to his and yeah. stay in like what was essentially a dorm room. Yeah, and it was, it was they had like one shower like yeah. in the entire place. You know what I mean? It was it was, like you said, it was a dorm room, and yeah. you walked back at like three a.m. I'm like, dude, don't do that. Yeah, like, uh, like especially in the middle of the night in L.A. Like and, he, like he, he walked back. Put a laptop we're on we're him, like, dude, like, call cab. No, I'm gonna walk back. I'm like, dude. Aren't you, like, afraid? (laughs) Like, I'll pay for your cab. Yeah. Get a cab, you know. Great week, though. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, Moving on to our last bit of news, though. Skyrim, the special edition, has gone gold, meaning development for the game is complete. So the exciting yet interesting bit of news, I'd say, is that they actually announced that this is the first international studio launch because Bethesda Game Studios Montreal is the team, actually, who worked oh. on this? So, okay. what's international Canada? Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah. 
<laughs> but what this means is that whatever the Maryland studio is working on was uninterrupted by this project. Uh, that also means that perhaps that is shown what this Montreal studio really is. You know, they are going to be handed off the – how do you put it nicely? The shit projects like the the ones that like, hey, hey, we can't be we can't be ours to do this. Let's you fucking do this. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that's how I view it as. No, but they also made Fallout Shelter, which made Bethesda a lot of money. So they clearly make big games, just not Bethesda Game Studios, Fallout 4, Skyrim, big games. Yeah. They could be working on something as well, though, on the side. But for me, it's just I thought it was really cool that they actually announced that because it's a silver lining in a way. We, we know whatever Bethesda Maryland's working on is not been interrupted which means they're getting more progress because i remember todd saying he, they want to get more stuff out mm-hmm. yeah remember when we I, met him he was like i gotta make I more games man me. i gotta like keep everyone's channels alive on we're all sitting there like oh, yeah. i was like I, I mean yeah todd if you insist like it's, yeah. it's up to you man it's up to you it's, it's just true, my you fucking know? career right now you know you run this and then be like make a twitter yeah. <laughs> oh god I wish I forgot to ask him. I, I was like, there was only like two things I said to him, and I was like, "I'm sorry, I curse a lot." And he's like, "Yeah, you you have a mouth." And I was like, yeah. and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm not gonna uh, talk anymore. I like, and then we were met. Who was it we met? Who talked to us about the industry and everything? And we like went on and talked like we worked like in the production industry itself. Lauren, what was this? Lauren Lanning. I think he was the guy who gave us these. Yeah, Oddworld. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Lauren Lightning. Yeah. Loved him. That was the best. Honestly, awesome. I know a lot of people like, and I, I, meeting Todd Howard was fucking amazing, but that was yeah. the best talk at Easter. Lauren was cool because he talked to us like we had his experience. You know what I mean? And he, he just, he was telling us all this yeah, stuff. Not that like Todd, history. by any means, did not talk down. No, to absolutely. Was Todd very... was fantastic. Everyone we met, everyone we met was fantastically nice. Yeah. You know what I mean? They treated us with respect. We treated them with respect. More so that awesome. with Todd, we had. Five ten minutes to talk with yeah. Lauren. We talked for almost. Lauren like, wanted to keep talking. Like yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. Lauren would have brought us out to drinks. Like I feel like. Yeah, you know. it, it was really cool too because you're sharing stories on how he, he like fucking threw up. Uh, what was it called? Those like he, he built like a fire or something. Yeah, he, yeah, and like he said, hey, I took my fucking twelve gauge. Boom. God, Lauren was Lauren was cool. Yeah. Um, but like I said, everyone we met was awesome. He made he made one of my favorite games ever. So that was fucking sick to meet him no i didn't really know who he was that much but it was like he nah, he yeah, didn't yeah. care he was like what's up you know yeah, yeah, yeah. but skyrim was, special edition though no right skyrim special edition right that's what we're, we're talking, talking about. about that that's what we're uh, talking about if you want to do me a solid they listed the pc specs i forgot to write those down you want to fucking just i'm on one? it Give me one skyrim second. special edition pc specs yeah, dude, is that what yeah it is? i was gonna say because you don't know how to google things right my black widow ultimate keyboard is a little loud you got a black widow bro i do widow maker here (laughs) (laughs) you're such a fucking nerd okay oh i have to enter my date of birth i hate that why do sites do this i'm gonna lie if i'm like below the age i'm gonna fucking lie um What? Oh, it's on. Is it on Steam? Okay, let me. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it would be on Steam. That or Bethesda Net. (laughs) Anytime you start using your internet, you just freeze up. It's funny to watch. 
Yeah, I'm just saying I'm not going to use Steam because Steam just slows everything down. Keep Don't talking, worry, you guys. Yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get those specs soon. This is a train wreck right now. It's all it's good a train wreck. Hold on. Train wreck podcast is the best podcast where we just fucking. All right, all right, all right. Um, I'll just developer. So the, I'd say, minimum requirements is an i5 750. Uh, the Phenom two X four nine. That's an AMD. Why are they showing me? All right, they're showing AMD CPUs for for some reason. Oh, I see. Um, this is like GTX seventy. Or AMD, I think. Shut up. Uh, Radeon HD seven eight seventy eighty seven seventy eight seventy. Jesus. Eight gigabytes of RAM, Windows seven sixty four, uh, DirectX eleven, and twelve gigabytes of hard drive space. That's a minimum. Um, recommended is i five twenty four hundred. Uh, <laughs> FX what? Nah, nothing. <laughs> FX eighty three twenty in AMD CPU. Um, the GeForce GTX 780 or the Radeon R9 290. 8 gigabytes, Windows 7, uh, DX11, and 12 gigs. So, hmm. it's not crazy to run this game. Yeah, I found that impressive, but it makes you wonder how much of an upscaling is there. Well, here's what, here's what I'm wondering. If you have, like, a pretty mini, minimum PC and you buy this game and you play it on minimum, it's just gonna be, like, Skyrim normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like that's gonna happen. Maybe not. Um, I'm sure they've done stuff with different like colorings and the models themselves. Mm-hmm. Probably upscaled. So sounds well optimized then, if that's the case. Yeah. Know. Well, Skyrim itself originally was pretty well optimized. It, it didn't chug on my PC at least. Same. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know, people will say Bethesda. Bethesda games have bugs in them. That's shit. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I I always found bugs funny, but like with if I, all right, like I'm waiting breaking for... fuck yeah, off. Yeah, absolutely. And people have had that with Bethesda games. Knock on wood, I've never, like, had any fucking... Yeah, where's wood here? Just hit yourself in the balls. hey oh, hey Um, But I've never had, like, the... I've said this before. I've never had these fucking crazy tech issues. The only issue I've had with a Bethesda game is Fallout 3 not working on my PC. But that's because I have Windows 10. Well, you've had you've had New Vegas crash on you a few times, but usually only while you stream, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that too. Yeah. But I mean, that, that's Obsidian, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, oh, uh, oh. Uh, I uh, I remember it being a little kid uh, playing. Uh, <laughs> I remember being a little yeah. kid playing like PS2, and I think it was Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was only like a quarter of the way through the game, but the, a game breaking bug happened where it deleted my save. Uh. And that's, like, the worst feeling in the world. When you look and you just don't see your save file, then you're like, oh. And you're, uh, it's like it's like someone just broke up with you. Like, you're, yeah. you just, part of you is like, ah. Yeah, like, it's, like I said, you were there when I found out my Hitman Absolution data was deleted. I was, like, right at the end. We've been playing this game for days You didn't even days. touch it after that. You were yeah. like, no. I just, I just, like, open it up. I'm like, no, where's my, I don't have a fucking save file, dude. What the fuck, man? You're so mad. You had a right to be, too. I would have been fucking yeah, pissed. I was just like, oh, man. Because I, I, I wanted to go back, but the fun of it was discovering the level and finding out what to do each time. And I knew I was going to have that same excitement to go through the game again. The thing about Absolution, yeah. too, is um, it's not the same as, like, Blood Money and the most recent Hitman. It's too action-y, whereas Hitman and Blood Money and uh, uh, the most recent one, 2016 one... Uh, you explore the levels and you kind of become, you know, you work your way into the level. 
You know what I mean? It's not just like a it, Hitman. Do you like the most recent one? Yeah, I actually have a lot of fun with it. I, I truly do enjoy it. I think they nailed it uh, wow. personally. I think it relates back a lot to Blood Money, and Blood Money was one of the best ones. Um, so I never played I Blood Money, to be honest. A lot of Blood Money. I used to watch my brother play it, and then I, I would. Remember, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, I never, uh, never, play, <laughs> I never played Blood Money though. I've only played. Uh, have, have I only played? No, I think you've only played Absolution. Uh, no, you played. You played uh, the most recent one. You played 2016. I have, but I'm saying like, yeah, it's 2016 one. But Absolution, yeah, I've only played two Hitman games. I played Hitman Go on my Vita. That was fun. That was okay. It wasn't really like a Hitman game. It was like a tactical board game, 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 game. Same shit. Whatever. <laughs> Moving on to segment three, though. This is where the discussions will ramp up. What we're playing in our favorite news bit. Let's talk about Mafia 3. That's what I'm playing. I know, I know you really want to talk about it. So I, haven't, I haven't played it, um, but I've read a lot of the reviews, and I've seen a lot of gameplay, and I know you, know, you have to play the game. Look, I've played enough open world games to kind of get the feel of what I'm looking at here. I, again, a lot of people are going to be mad at what I just said, but like, you I get the idea. So. No one's really like crazy defending this game. Really? I've seen it on Twitter. <laughs> I'm not going to name any names, but let's just say a tweet I recently put out wasn't well liked. <laughs> but um, no, it wasn't. It wasn't that bad. But uh, it's just you know, I've read that it's it's, and I want I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you what I've read, and I want you to tell me what you think about it. What I've read is it, it's awesome. It's fantastic in the beginning. The story loops you right in. You know what I mean? And then as the game kind of tinkles on, you realize that there's a really big kind of lack of customization. There's repetitive gameplay. It just kind of becomes really cookie cutter. I will agree with the customization. They removed... It was weird. Some of the things from Mafia 2 are weirdly omitted from mafia 3 right the cops suck let's start off with that in what way in mafia 2 if you were speeding by a cop he will try to pull you down and arrest you right in mafia 2 i have gotten into accidents in front of cops i have crashed into buildings destroyed poles destroyed fences in front of cops they have not tried to come and stop me so they do that all in mafia 3 they'll do that in mafia 3 they do not do that as consistently It's only happened to me once in, like, the upwards of 30 hours I've played, where in Mafia 2, when you were driving, you'd have to stop at a red light. If you ran that red light, there's a chance he might flag you down. That was a little inconsistent. But uh, you had to follow the rules of the road when there was a cop nearby. And it made it, it – it had its own unique personality because of that. And I really appreciated that about Mafia 2. It was such a little thing because, yeah. you know, some people it, – it, I feel it fed off the joke of you look at GTA, you must be really bored if you're driving right. by the, the rules of the road. Right. Because usually you're flying through lanes and stuff. In this Mafia 2, you know, it was cool because you had to follow the rules of the road a lot of times because there's cops everywhere. Right. So I really like that. And Mafia 3 kind of just stripped that away where the, the cop AI just sucks. Huh. So that's one of my biggest – things with it number two is they got rid of car customization which i liked in mafia 2 as well that makes no sense why they did that see aren't aren't they bringing it back i heard they were i think this game needed another delay because i know they're bringing in in a free patch which means that it was a mechanic being worked on and in order to get the game out on time they cut it and they said hey this will be coming in a free update so it looks like there's more content but really it was supposed to be in the base game right that's how i view it but yeah that was another really weird omission from the game i was like why if it was in mafia 2 
is a knot in three, especially right. something as simple as, you know, it's muscle cars. Like, that's fun stuff to customize. Well, and it's like, again, it's a mechanic that may have not been flushed out, but I agree. It's something that, that should have been worked on from the beginning, mm-hmm. because now I feel like when it does come out, it's like tacked on. It's like, you can change the color of your car. Yeah. Also, that's about it. You know what I mean? You know, with a game like GTA Five, it's weird as fuck that you can't wear different clothing. Yeah, that's. I thought. Uh, that's I don't think Mafia Two really had that either. Mafia but... Two had different clothing. I played a little bit of with Sunny, and I remember. Okay. Yeah. I think not, like at least over the story of Mafia Two, I know your outfits changed multiple times based off the missions okay. you were doing or whatever. They would have you in different outfits. You you could change your outfit consistently though. Now that I think about it, you had a closet. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. In yeah. Mafia Three, none. That's stupid. I'm uh, sorry. There's like no excuse for yeah, that. Yeah, that to me was yeah, that was stupid too. So I didn't like that. But the biggest problem with this game um is its mission system. It's very flawed. It's How so. You have a district and inside each district are two rackets. So what you do is you talk to two informants. They'll tell you about the people running those rackets. You'll do like a kill this, destroy that or follow this, cookie cutter that. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, to a degree. They try to vary it up like, oh, this guy owns the drug business. This guy owns the okay. uh, movement of televisions or some shit like that. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding. Uh, <laughs> and you'll have to destroy it to pull out the mob boss. Right. So he's like, who the fuck's doing this to me? Oh, it's this guy. I'm going to wait around and kill him. Right. And then, you, you know, once you pull him out, you can either have him join your racket or you can just kill him on the spot. And then you distribute these rackets and districts at the end to one of your mob bosses whether it's Vito, cassandra or burke now i understand why people are like yo the gameplay is repetitive don't get me wrong there's like points where i'm kind of like feeling a little and for the amount of time i put in the game it's actually shocking that so little but a little burnout where i'm like okay i kind of want to do something different i feel like if i played the game because i don't have a lot of time to play it i would get pretty burnt out yeah. pretty quickly with yeah them. absolutely yeah. um so that's why i'm not excusing the game no, but no. for mafia 3 it's those missions where you take out the capos, like the main members of the mafia yeah. that are like the highlights. They have amazing mission design, really cool moments Right. that I want to say make it worthwhile because I don't think a good game is really one that makes you grind to get to that good uh-huh. moment. It should be trying to consistently feed you that. Right. Uh, but it's also, as I was getting to, the open world reminds me of, out of all games, uh, two things, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs. The reason I say Watch Dogs is because for all its flaws, I really liked Watch Dogs Open World because it was natural in mm-hmm. the way it was built where I would stumble upon an area full of enemies and the way it was constructed, the way I could take cover behind certain objects, it didn't feel like a game developer was making this place so that I could have stealth gameplay, but rather this stuff was already in place and a gang came in and I'm here to take them out. You know what I'm saying? It was It's a well-designed open world in that sense. So... Yeah, you're going in there, you're killing this guy, or you're going in there destroying this guy. But the areas themselves are so well designed that it's a good stealth gameplay. When gunfights go down, it feels like everything's kind of set in place where it's not this structured, constrained level, but mm-hmm. rather uh, it, it's all naturally there. You know, right. it's like this place was there before a developer fucking touched it. Is what I'm trying to say. It's hard to describe. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. No, I understand. Words. Yeah, so I can appreciate that personally. Where for me, I'm not too upset over the type of gameplay but i can see why others are the biggest issue i have is when i see a lot of major game critics who have consistently given a pass on assassin's creed for example yes can't say watchdogs but 
consistently given a pass on Assassin's Creed for much right. similar gameplay mechanics. Mafia 3 is the same thing. You go, you can go to a thing where you wiretap a junction box. You wiretap it, and when you wiretap it, you get a bunch of collectibles on your map. You can go chase them down, or you can keep going to all the little main story right. missions and stuff. And Assassin's Creed does the same fucking thing. And this yeah. game, and Assassin's Creed is scoring higher than this game by miles. I have to and agree. It's been recommended far more times than I see Mafia, and I'm like, okay. I get it because I think Assassin's Creed is a game you can get into, but I also think Mafia Three it's doing the same thing. It absolutely is a game you can get into because it's. I don't want to draw this exact comparison, but I think of it as this is a Assassin's Creed game if it was really well written and had a really powerful story. Right. Well, here have you beaten the game? I'm like right at the end. Okay, I was going to ask. Mind you, ladies and gentlemen, we're, we're recording this on Friday. I've hopped off like right before the end to play or to not to play to record this. So. At the point of this podcast being done, I'll be done with the game. Okay. But yeah, so far, for me, I feel there's a lot of payoff in the story, though. Okay. I, I Because some people are like, oh, it crumbles down into this basic revenge story. Well, like, and that's what I've heard. Now, yeah. real quick, I, I don't mean to interrupt you. No, you're fine. The, 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 the game has gotten really low scores. I don't, from what I've seen on it, yeah. I don't even agree with those scores. I haven't even played the game, but I'm like, this is not like a three out of ten. No, you know what I mean. And I've seen scores like that. I'm like, maybe, come on, guys. Maybe if you, you know, the PC port before the patch. That's that's fair. That, yeah, I can see that. Me, me personally, uh, 2K sent me a PS4 code, so I was playing it on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I didn't play it on the PC. Or I, I've heard Xbox One is really not that good of a version either, which kind of doesn't surprise me. If a game's not well-optimized, it's not going to run well on an Xbox One. I've noticed it's usually like the poorest version. Uh, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, just look at Fallout 4. It runs horribly. It, at least it did on on the Xbox One. Anyway, what I was saying is... Um, what was I getting at when you cut me off? Uh, I don't, oh, oh. oh. Um, you were <laughs> uh, saying... I had, I had like one thing I wanted to tack on. You're about to beat it. You were saying... Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Is that a lot of reviewers have discredited the story for, oh, it crumbles into a basic revenge plot. Number one is its storytelling style is absurdly unique to the point where seeing people discredit the story, I think, is a fucking insult. Well, and it's like a documentary, right? Yeah, it is. And I've never seen a video game told in a story format like that. Maybe it's happened before, but I've never seen that. And I really liked it because it's like you're in the current moment. It's flipping ahead to like... Redocumenting you're playing like happened. a flashback almost. yeah exactly yeah. and it's it's really cool and I, mm-hmm. I i like that a lot so some people like i said will say oh, it's just a basic revenge plot it's no spoiler because it's been in every fucking trailer that lincoln clay loses everything in the beginning yeah and so he says in the beginning of the game i could go kill this guy but instead i'm going to take every bit of stuff away from him and watch him crumble before i finish him off he says in the beginning what he's going to do, and that's what the story does. He takes away, instead of just going straight for the mob boss where he could, yeah, kill him, he wants right. to make him suffer. So, yeah, you'll go kill so-and-so, and I don't want to say names, but you'll kill all these different important people because right. that's what he wants to do. He wants to make him suffer, and then you'll see it from the perspective of the mob boss how shit's going down for him and how he's just crumbling, and it's this... You know, like, I'm not saying it's in a sick way, but it's this weird satisfaction you feel for this right. as a storytelling mechanic where it's like, yeah, I'm seeing my actions take effect to him and how he was so calm, cool, and collective and had everything right. in control in the beginning. I'm just ripping it down. It's a piece of shit. So, for me, I really like the storytelling. I like the story mm-hmm. a lot. 
But this gets us into our other discussion that I wanted to hear your thoughts on, is that gameplay versus story. Right. So, uh, Monty, you actually made me think of us. Uh, you know who you are, Monty. Yeah, people um, know Monty. He's been on the cast. He's a fucking loser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, what's he's it called? He's kidding. Relax, Monty. <laughs> um, what's it called? He, uh, he was talking to me about it, and he was saying that I, he prefers a better written story than gameplay. And I, this got me thinking. I wasn't able to reply, Monty, because I was at work. But um, this got me thinking. I was like, is one better than the other? Mm. Now, we like to all say, like, oh, you know, we want a little bit of a mix. You know what I mean? We want a yeah, good story and better sure. gameplay. Like, obviously, we all want that. Did you just fall? No, no. My figure. Okay. Down. Keep okay. working. You're good. Um, but, you know, we all want a mix. But if we had to think about a game that we liked that had a better... A, then a better B, you know, A being gameplay and B being story, you know, like, what did we, did we enjoy it? You know, now, for me, I lean a little more towards gameplay. A perfect example for this, um, for me, is, uh, what's it called? Um, Metal Gear Solid, Phantom Pain. That, for me, I have no fucking clue what's going on in the story. But, I love the game. You know, I have, I have a lot of hours in the game. I, I, you know... And I have a fantastic time with the stealth. I, I have fun with the upgrade system. And, it, you know, it's genuinely a fantastic game for me. And, and I know reviewers loved it, too. But it, that really is, like, only gameplay. Like I said, I don't really know anything about the story. I you get know. it. It's just kind of... It doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you can, you, I mean, you can it play does, the game. but there was missing missions. There was big plot holes. It was kind of an right. issue. So, yeah. I, I but you, can still, you still had fun with the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think. Um, or at least I did. You know, so it's like, that's that's why I'm like trying to think what is the more important part of a video game, mm-hmm. gameplay or story? You know what I mean? Yeah. For so me, it's a it's a really no. I'm just saying it's a tough question to answer because, like you said, the obvious answer is we want a mix of both. Right. And I think that's a sure shot answer. But when you're right. talking like pick one or the other, it's hard to say because you could say it's harder to come across well written stories because. A lot of times you'll just run into cliches. So when you run into that unique gameplay, you're like, holy shit, you know. Or, I mean, you start, right. you run into that unique story. You're like, this is, you know, mind-blowing. I think of, uh, I'll fill the void for loan. I think of Bioshock as an example. It's like, I didn't know a story could do that to me where I'm like, holy right. shit. But then you look at gameplay. Yeah. And, and you have these moments where you see something in a gameplay mechanic that you've not seen in another game before. And you think, wow, this is, you know. This it does amazing. it well. Yeah, you know. I think of uh, a, the best recent example is honestly VR, where he, you know, I, I don't know if you've played VR, Noah. But, I have. Okay. okay. So, like, you know, when I was playing like a, a first person shooting game, and, you know, you got these two wands, and you're like seeing this picture, and like you're moving your hands, and you're grabbing the clip when you're reloading right. your gun, and you're putting in your gun. That's one of those, like, this is something I've never well, experienced before. You know, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a completely new thing. You so, know? it's good that both sides reward you in that way but for me i've always found myself being more intrigued in the story but also i have to admit that it's a mood dependent thing there are some days where i don't give a fuck i don't you know i don't feel like being knee deep or uh, ear deep in a story right uh and i just want to play a game for that i'll go and play like a multiplayer game i'll go play overwatch i'll go play you know battlefield whatever I'll, i'll play a shooter game where it doesn't require me to think. engage in a story and think yeah. of plot holes and, and how things are going to go. But rather, I'm just going to kick back and 
shoot or whatever. Mm. So and, and, and I agree. You, you know, know, it depends. You know, there's also stories before you, you watch or before you pick up a game, you'll watch a review and it'll say a, a story is tailored to a certain type of audience. You might be in a certain mood. Uh, a really sad example is called, uh, I think it's called That Dragon Cancer or something like that. And it's a game about like, that was made by these uh, two parents and it's about their kid who got cancer and, and passed away Ooh. sadly. Uh, yeah, apparently it's like crazy emotional though, and it hits home for a lot of people who have lost right. someone from cancer. Right. And so you, you know, there might be a time where you're instead of looking for a good gameplay or a good story, you're looking for a relatable story. And so right. you might and that's have lost someone too. from cancer, and you you see this game, and you're like, I want to know if this person's feeling the same way as me, and this game will give you that unique feeling. So I think it's very situational based, where it's rather right. not a gameplay versus story, but obviously you want to find a happy medium between the two. Well, and I think, I think too, this is a very uh, subjective question. It has to do with the type of person you are, too. Like, for me, I loved The Walking Dead, Telltale's Walking Dead. Season 1, uh, season 2 I saw, it was okay, but season 1 of Telltale Walking Dead hit me like a, like a bus. Yeah. You know what I mean? That game was emotional, but it was so good. And the gameplay was pretty much just choosing point what you click. wanted to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? And point and click, yeah. So it's like... That game was purely for the story, mm-hmm. you know. But then you look at a game like Hitman 2016. Yeah, it has a story. It's a broken up story, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's like it has a story. But you, but people are still playing through the first levels, first couple levels, and only those levels because there's so many different ways to play it because of the gameplay. You know what I mean? So I think it's like it really again depends on who you ask. But just because a game doesn't have you know, if a game can make up for one area in the other, you know what I mean? Yeah. It it, it really can kind of save a game almost. Yeah, I mean, I you think know. of it as I if I really had to ask myself what I value more, I think number one, it depends on the title. But also two, it depends on like for me, I'd say I probably would value a story more. Because I look at it like a I just want to say this for our, our viewers out there. I look at, like, a Fallout 4. I think it was crucial for Fallout 4 to tell a good story. You know, whether you agree or not is up to you. I know there's a lot of division on that. I liked Fallout 4's story. I wish there was a little more consequence to your choices, but I still liked Fallout 4's story. Mm. And I knew going into it that essentially Fallout 4 is just a first-person shooter. That's passable gameplay, though, right? You know, so for me, it was I will take the passable first-person shooting gameplay that, you know, isn't going to have any unique mechanics aside from Vets. But there's so much more to it, though. Like, mm-hmm. Fallout 4, it's you have the upgrade system. You know, you, When yeah, I say gameplay, I mean literally every single thing no, you right. do in the game. Yeah, true. No, you're right. You know I what I mean? Not, not story. But, like, you know, it, again, you could plot me into Fallout 4's universe. <laughs> plot me into Fallout 4's universe and not really tell me anything about... Like, I, I, I lean more on the gameplay side. I think this is pretty obvious to see. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But but it's like you could plot me into Fallout 4's universe and just say, fucking do whatever you want. It's like, okay. But you know, I like... I think that's how really good games are made is because you have people like you who are who are making right. games who are more on the gameplay side of things. And you got right. people like me who are writing those stories because they think that's more important, more, so to say. Right. And you're not and wrong. You get these games you know, like, like, like uh, GTA Five or Red Dead, you know, these games that are... Right, you can write both of them, yeah. you know, pretty pretty you, well. Yeah, you can have this amazing story and this amazing gameplay system. Right. I think for me personally, I'd say, you know, GTA Shout 5. Shout out to Rockstar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd personally say, like, GTA 5 because you got, like, the whole heist system. 
you know, that's a really unique gameplay mechanic. And the so, online just adds so exactly. much more. And the online, in a way, is its own story. You know, it's still gameplay, but it has, you know, has some story. Yeah, this story that, uh, you know, builds up and in the end, like, really could be... It works. ...really fucking emotional. You know, yeah. And it can make a really wrong decision and yeah. fuck up the replayability of yeah. that game. But, um, you know, it's... I, I agree. I, th- I think... Again, you're not wrong or right, and neither am I. You know, it's like it's it, it is very subjective. But I was just kind of curious to hear your take, and I, I'd be curious to read the comments too and see what yeah, other people I agree. like about it. One too, thing you know? I do want to add on for Mafia Three that I just remembered is uh, that the reason I say it's a game story that people should experience is if right. you really you know care about the game industry, about it moving forward and stuff. Mafia Three is a story I feel needs to be experienced because it toys around with a lot of racism, and I'm not saying that you know, and I know my viewers already knows but i'm not saying it's in a way like yeah go racism i'm saying that in no, a way no, like obviously no. it's pushing boundaries it's different right. you, you'll see some you hear some fucked up shit like about how some two black guys or two white guys sorry are talking about how like it's fun to rape a black woman like straight Jesus. up like straight yeah. up you'll walk in to a, a place i didn't see the sign but you walk into a place i didn't realize there was a sign on the outside that said no color allowed why like yeah like the guy who owns the place will walk around the counter and say like no you know That's what's crazy. allowed and like you're like what the fuck you'll That's be driving you'll crazy. be walking around if you stand next to a cop you'll be like hold on i think this guy matches the description and it's this interesting mechanic because you're like what the fuck did i do i didn't do anything what description right. and then you realize in that time period that you know sadly black people we get just framed yep. for shit yep and, and so you think to yourself oh my god like you know, as I'm not trying to turn this into a whole racial subject, but as a white guy, I'm like, holy crap, that's how they fucking feel. Like, I'm just getting yeah. accused for doing nothing. Like, I, you know, and I'm not saying this doesn't happen to white people, but. No, but it it, it know, doesn't happen to white people. Yeah, yeah. No, but. Um, I'm just trying to strike a balance here, but. You no, know, and, and you I know what you're saying, and, and I think the viewers do too. You know, it's. It's a very touchy subject. I'm trying right. to tell my and words it's like, just right here. Well, and it's like, I mean, you look at the racism you saw in, um, and there's a lot more different stuff too, but in like Bioshock Infinite. This always relates back True. to Bioshock Infinite. Somehow, something on this yeah. podcast. But, um, you know, you look at the, and there And that was like the first time in a long time you saw that kind of stuff in a game. And it was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, and I think this is like the next level of pushing it a little bit farther. Yeah, because like... You know, in, and... Yeah, in, in Bioshock, it was... You know, it touched on it a little bit. Right. Not, not discrediting it because it's hard enough too. But Mafia 3 is like... It's really... It's like, yeah. you know, this is what it was like. You know, it's right. it's very outspoken. Like, this is what it's like. You're walking around, someone will just say, you're, you know what. Like, they will just... The N-word. Yeah, yeah, they'll straight up fucking say it. And you're just, you just gotta deal with it. Or you could just... What's the great part is it's a video game. So you could just punch the guy out and just keep going. Right. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, so. and I, but I'd, I'd rather them make it very much what it was like than kind of pussyfoot around... Did. They didn't, though, and that's I respect yeah. that a lot because I know – not I know, but rather I'd imagine as a game developer that wasn't easy. You know, no, you, not at all, I'm sure. But you, There were probably a lot of decisions that they sat there and were like, we could piss a lot of people off. Yeah, can we oh, do this? Yeah. How can we keep this M-rated and not like A-rated? Uh, you know, it's, it's impressive what they've done. That's why I say it's a story that should be experienced because there hasn't been a story in video games like this. We've seen this in movies before. Right. You know, we've seen it plenty of times, and they've done a great job of depicting that era as well. But in a video game where you're actually, you know, it's a different entertainment experience where you're right. there. Uh, it's a, it's very powerful. So I think that's why a lot of people should play it. If you care about a story and you can get through the uh, arguably repetitive gameplay, depending on the type of gamer you are, 
you know, because it is a long game too. It's it's about 30, 40 hours long. That's a good on, length, and that is a good length. But that's also for people who who have time constraints and stuff. You know, you're gonna be playing that game for probably a couple, like three weeks to a month before you actually roll credits. Will that same constant gameplay uh, be enough to get you through the story? Yeah. Or rather, would the story be enough to get you through the constant same gameplay loops? That's up to you. But yeah, I, I just wanted to say that too because I think the it's centered around racism and mm-hmm. you know it's very important that people experience that i think because i I, yeah. th- I think it has a big message behind it absolutely um as for my favorite news bit though uh well, what I, are you playing you're playing mafia 3 yeah yeah okay. yeah mafia 3 um and as i said i'm almost done with it but as for my favorite news bit uh, there is a current fan petition, and usually I don't give a fuck about petitions. Like, I don't think they accomplish They never do shit. anything. Yeah. But it's just to see the – I think it's, like, a, a, a good way for some companies to maybe gauge support and interest level on something. Yeah. Uh, but there's been a fan petition that's gotten thousands upon thousands upon thousands of signatures for a Old Republic TV show on Netflix. And, wow. Yeah. And that's shocking to me because I know that a lot of people like Knights of the Old Republic – uh, but I, I don't know. You can never tell how big the fan base is because a lot of people are always talking about You said about a TV it. show? Yeah, TV show on Netflix. Oh. Uh-huh. In the Old Republic universe. Not a Knights of the Old Republic game, but right, in, right. in the Old Republic universe. That'd be interesting and, to see. Yeah, I think it could too because I think if they did like an animated series. Right. Oh, yeah. They made it a little more mature. Yeah. I think that would work out well because here's the thing That'd is that. Really cool. Everyone loves Netflix, you know. Everyone, it's true. Everyone loves Netflix. I don't. I don't know a single person who's ever said Netflix sucks. I like Hulu. No, stop. Yeah, Netflix. yeah. If you own Hulu, you probably also own Netflix. That's how I yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I like Netflix a lot. I don't know many people don't. So to hear just this Star Wars and Netflix is probably everyone's gonna be like, what? And so you do that, but then tie in the Old Republic. Obviously, I've made it pretty fucking clear to everyone that I love Knights of the Old Republic. So seeing this just as level of interest is really exciting mm. i don't really expect it to happen i expect star wars to make its way to netflix if it's an old republic tv show though i will make fucking review upon review yep. i will be fucking be in it i will, I will cool be in it dude i cannot wait i, I want to see how this pans out though but yeah there seems to be a lot of star wars fans getting involved in it uh which is exciting though because i know disney's been teetering the line on whether or not the old republic universe is uh canon or not mm because they fucked that up so bad so yes <laughs> whatever but yeah that's the one i'm playing that's my favorite news bit sorry to monopolize that segment there but uh, oh no it's fine dude it's fine it's <laughs> all so you now nerd. Uh, i have been playing dirt rally recently i picked <laughs> that up on g2a for half the price it was on uh steam How much was and it? um the... it was like 24 bucks on on uh wow. g2a it's like 60 on steam Jeez. yeah so if you're thinking about it um but yeah, I picked that up recently. I've been having a lot of fun with it. If you like Rally and you like driving simulators, you'll have fun with this game. Um, it's really hard. Really hard. Um, and it does yeah, take a little while to get used you rage. To. Yeah. Um, what happens is, uh, like, I, I mostly put it on pretty hard settings because that's what I, I enjoy having with racing games. Um But because of some of the courses, they're, like, on gravel or snow or something like that, you'll just fly off on a corner you know what i mean so there you go and and use a rewind button like no Uh. it's not like a forza and there's there's a reset button so it resets you on the course but it takes 15 seconds off your time and rally is all about time so 
when you do that kind of stuff, like there's another thing too, like if you, there's a, you can pop your tire, that does happen. And you can reset your tire immediately, but it adds an hour or a minute and like 10 seconds onto your time. And it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, I didn't have a choice over that. But if you are driving shitty, you know, it's going to happen. So it's, it's an interesting game. It's, it's a lot of fun. Um, it looks beautiful. It runs fantastically. You know, it's definitely well optimized. Uh, I don't think it has keyboard support. So you do need a controller or a wheel to play it. Um, I've been playing on a controller. I have a lot of fun with it. I'd love to try it on wheel, but I don't have a wheel. Mm. So, you know, it's it's a lot of fun, though. And uh, I would recommend this game to people who are more experienced with driving games. If you play Forza on hard settings, you could probably do this, or harder settings. You can play it. Who are, like, Matt, you could pick it up and play it. It'd take a couple minutes yeah, to get used to, but you could have fun. Yeah, but it's fun. I have fun with it. Like, In terms many... of news, I don't have any news. What? Go what, ahead. What, I'm just saying, what, like... Like, Forza Horizon's open world. Forza Motorsport's, like, more of just, like, straight racing. Like, is Dirt right. Rally just, like, racing? Dirt, so, well, the way Rally works in general is you have a thing of, like, 10 people or, like, 15 people. Each one does the track, you know, or the, the it's a point-to-point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see how fast the times is, then that ranks you. So, there's subdivisions. Um, so, it does that. And then, usually, there's, like, five uh, tracks in a, in a set. You do all five of the tracks, and then it looks at who is the best by, like, averaging the times and stuff like that. Mm. So, or adding all the times together, whoever had the fastest comes first, you know, whoever is worst comes out. It's pretty simple. Okay. Um, it is a credit system, uh, and all the cars are rally cars in the game. Um, it takes a little while. I mean, for rally, you want a four-wheel drive car usually. It takes a little while to get there. So, you're using <laughs> real-wheel drive cars that just, again, do not go where you want them to. You learn, though, you know, you, you, you learn how to slow down. You can't just hold acceleration the whole time. You will fucking destroy yourself. Mm. Um, but that's what I like about it. You kind of have to learn how to take your time. Like I said, it's definitely a hard game, but it's a, it's a rewarding game. You know, I, I have a lot of fun with it, so that's mm. about it. Interesting. But news? No news. No news. No news. No news. Sorry. Really? I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have anything. All right, well... Since it's just Noah and I, we decided let's answer double the questions from yeah. you guys this week. So we're going to try to do that. Hopefully, we haven't reviewed the questions yet, so hopefully there's eight quality questions. That I found a few, real quick. I did find a few because I was All looking right. before. Okay. Hold on. I'm going to my favorites right now. All right. So one of them, this is from Not So Spoopy, which is uh, Not So Ordinary Gamer. I don't know if he watches the podcast or not, but yeah. he asks, is a hot dog a sandwich? Why is that even a conversation? Is it? Didn't we talk about this before? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, like, I'd probably. Is it a sandwich? I'd probably say yeah, because it's bread and fucking meat. Like, I don't think it's a sandwich. I wouldn't call it a sandwich anyway, even if because it's, it's not. Even if it was one, I'd, I'd call anyone who s- said it was a sandwich kind of like. But stupid. like, could I'd you like, if you could you put dog. it under like a category of sandwiches? Like, if if you were listing sandwiches, would you put a hot dog there? Because I, I don't think I you think would. A sandwich is bread on the top and the bottom. That's what I'm saying. I think because it's a one piece of bread cradling it, I don't think it's a sandwich. Like you so, could probably argue it. Yeah. That it, it is a sandwich, but I'd say because it's not top and bottom, it's not a sandwich. Like could I, you then you could say a cheeseburger is a sandwich, which I think is right. And I don't think it's a sandwich. I think yeah. that's something totally different. Yeah, I think uh-huh. it, I think it's its own kind. Yeah. I, uh, I don't okay. know. I'm looking for some right now um 
What do you think the saddest moment in a video game is? Just in general? Well, okay. Let's let's tweak this because there was another question. I uh, I'm gonna read who read this because I don't want to be mean. Um, that was uh, Newman Jake UB or Jacob Newman. I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name. <laughs> But uh, he has what well, a sad moment in a video game. I don't want to spoil any games for anybody. So I'm going to ask a question that was asked right after this, which was by Cal Salmond, which is a game that made you cry. So this is a game that we can talk about that without spoilers, you know. Uh, game that made me cry is Kingdom Hearts 2. Only game to ever do that to. Uh, I had a few games do it to me, but um, it was the, the it was after the prologue. For those who are wondering, if uh, I won't spoil it, but yeah, if anyone has has finished the first two hour segment of Kingdom Hearts two, is right after that. I was just like, fuck. For me, it was uh, the Telltale Walking Dead episode mm-hmm. one, the ending or, or season one, the ending. I'm not gonna say what it is, but yeah, that killed me. Mm. But <laughs> I just saw a great question. <laughs> what? What is it? Nah, I can't. I, I'm not gonna say it though. It's it's too. Uh, Ask it, but we won't answer it. Can you? Can you do that? Uh, since you're big celebs, would you grab someone by the pussy? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. This does not That's represent not, our political want. views. <laughs> yeah, this does not represent. But um, what's it called? Uh, I'm not gonna. No, I would not. Obviously, it's horrible. And oh, here's a question for me. What do you think of the Rangers this year? Hashtag hockey matters. Yeah, if you guys want to ask hockey questions? I have you covered. I'll make oh, my fuck, fucking bro. hockey segment. Um, the Rangers this year, I, I'm so conflicted on them because they remind me of the Oilers, who are my other favorite team in the NHL, because they have this great fucking forward lineup. But especially the Rangers, man, their their four lines of forwards are filthy, and where our defense is trash, and they're old. Aside from McDonough, Shea, Holden's decent. Uh, you know. Matt, we're, losing, we're losing listeners by like this. I know, I know, but I'm just let me finish. All right, it's a quick fucking answer. You know, aside from them, you know, everyone else is old and shitty on the defense. So for me personally, it's I'm gonna have to see by like Thanksgiving. Ask me again, and I'll let you know what I'm really thinking. But this year, I believe in the forward lineup. I don't believe in the defense. There's got to be a move made there. Anyway, next question. So someone asked. Hold on, let me get their name. Uh, Leonidas Olympia, uh, top item on your bucket list. Is it really? Top item on your bucket list. Threesome. (laughs) Why was that so fast? Right when he said it, I was like, what do I really, like, just want one day? Threesome. For me, it's, uh, I want to go, I want to, blah, 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 blah. Threesome. I want to drive, I want to drive a really reasonably fast car. Not like a supercar, but like just a reasonably fast car around a track to try and get the fastest time. And I've said this before. This is honestly something I've always wanted to do. All right, I'll pick a I'll pick an, a normal one. Um want to get roadhead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's be honest though. First of all, because I'm not trying to make myself out to be a douche, but most most fucking guys are like, "Yo, like, come on." It's fair enough. That's on fair the li- that's on the list somewhere. Not maybe not number one for me, really. But I, I said that for comedians. It's on the list somewhere. Fair enough. It's on the list for me, really. Though it'd probably be like really getting my own type of business off the ground, where like I am self sustained entirely. Uh, yeah. Just because, if I'm totally honest, I've never worked for anyone in like a you never had a job. job. A, yeah, like, like I've had a boss. I've done like never. landscaping and stuff where I've like helped other people out but i've never had like a boss per se 
And to tell you, if I'm honest, it sounds fucking scummy. It sounds like I'm fucking childish, but I don't know how well it would work now because I haven't had a boss before where, like, some guy was like, fucking go do this and treat me like shit. Well, they're never like that. (laughs) I'd be be like, what the fuck? Like, I'd be so confused. I'd be be so lost. Like, why did you just talk to me like shit? Why is he fucking dick? I have four bosses, Matt. Um, every one of them are the coolest people. Like one of them, we one of them. Uh, I talk about video games with them all the time. Mm-hmm. The other one, I talk about politics all the time. And the other two, I just try and make laugh. I just joke around with them. Like honestly, I've never. I've been like reprimanded a few times. Now, when I worked at my other job, Vans, that boss was fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. That was the meanest boss I've ever had. But uh, most of my bosses have been fairly nice, you know, and not. They're never like, do this, you know, they'll just, you know. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, um, do you have a question? Do you have any? No, I'm, I'm like, we have a lot of good questions to go through, to tell you sure. Coke or Pepsi? I don't Is drink that, either, are, are, so. Are you just asking me? Yeah, Jake asked that. Uh, Pepsi. Yeah, I, I like Coke, but Coke I... Coke leaves I a very it. filmy, dry taste Diet in my Coke mouth. does. Just in general, Coke does. It just just sucks everything out of my tongue. I'm just like, what are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Probably took a fucking picture of me. No, not you. It's, everything's about me. Here's a very interesting, and uh, I like this question a lot because I, I like to talk about it. I think he's a little dramatic about it, though. Dr. Mr. Pepper asks, are you worried about the downward, nah, downwards spiral your channels are undergoing because the one thing that made you famous is out and old? <laughs> Whoa. I yeah, mean, okay, I can't sh- talk about this because I don't know. I don't know. Nah, I sugarcoat it. Um, well, number one, to say downward spiral, I think, is a f- complete. That's not spiral. at all it. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I say this all the time to the viewers who make this assumption. I'm not mad at him because I know Dr. Mr. Pepper has been around for a long while. But a lot of viewers make that assumption that they'll go like through a week's worth of videos and they'll be like, yo, your channel's dead. And it's like, yeah, see, here's I the, see the thing. analytics every day. Yeah. I know where I stand. And if I like was dying, I'd be panicking. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, to say that I'm not where I was last year makes complete sense because there is not that fallout hype. There's, and that's how it works. Yeah, you know, like I, I. I'd be a moron if I thought I was going to keep 100,000 views of video on every video I uploaded after Fallout 4 came out when yeah. I had 150,000 subs when it first launched. Like, come on. Like, let's be real yeah. here. That that We're not PewDiePie, yeah, okay? We're, we're not going to keep consistent, like, 10 million well, views, you know? No, he doesn't even either. The thing is that people don't realize is that YouTube viewership is a lot different from television viewership where if you're pulling in 10% of your audience, you're doing well, which I do. I do oh. over 10%. So... If you're pulling over 10, 10%, 7% is usually the average that you want to be at. But if you're pulling above that and around 10%, you're good. Yep. Uh, because that means you're engaging with a good portion of your audience. And a lot of that carried over to my Twitter following. Because I, I, I average about twenty to 30,000 a video generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have 24,000 followers on Twitter. So I have uh, a stable viewer base. Yep. Uh, but to say that he's totally right, though. I'd love to push things forward and get back to a point where and that's uh, hard. That's not it easy. It's hard. Do. It's hard to make you know every video a slam dunk. Here's group. here's one of the one of the things I hate the most. But also, uh, I, I also want to address Doctor Mr. Pepper. I don't think I'm famous by any fucking stretch of the imagination. Yeah. In fact, I get yeah. really mad at people who who like call me famous. Like when I yeah. meet someone for the first time, I'm like, yeah, like let me get your number. Or, like here, here I'll add you on uh, Xbox or whatever. And he's like, oh my god, a famous guy's adding me. I'm like, I kind of don't want to be your friend now. Yeah. I don't see. 
think of myself. Because when, like when you do that, when you say that to like when someone says that to you, you get the feeling that they're going to be really annoying. Not you know, even that, I, I get always... this feeling like they're going to feel like I feel more privileged than them or something. Yeah. It's like I'm just me. You you're know? Just a guy. You know, it's it's you. You know, you're not. You're not other YouTubers that scam kids on CSGO, you know, things that you're just a YouTuber, you know. So it's like, um, and I think that's a good thing, though. I think that's a good thing that you keep a good head about it because let me tell you, I know people who would be in your position who would not have that opinion, you know what I mean, and think they are the fucking god of the internet, you know what I mean. You've been doing YouTube for a long time. If I was still doing it, I would have been too, as obviously, mm-hmm. you know, but you, you've been doing it for a long time. You understand how it works, you know, and pulling in new viewers is not an easy thing to do. Wow. Um, it's, it's a lot of luck to tell you guys the yeah. truth because you got to have really here's how it goes. I got to make the content, but I got to rely on you guys to share it. If you here's share, one of the oh, if you ahead, share, I'm saying like if you share it, that makes all the difference. I remember I made a video about Fallout 4 settlement mode just saying, wait, wasn't it optional? It got shared on Reddit, decent, positive reception. Uh, and you know, the video had like a, a ton of views on it, but it was, it wasn't because, you know, for me, it was just, I, you know, I put my effort into the video like I do with any video, but it was your share, you know? So for me, it's, I do the work on my end, but it's, it's the work on your end that makes right. my channel go the mile. Uh, that's an, another thing. And someone, I forgot who asked that. I think it was that same guy, Kale or whatever. He's mm-hmm. like, why do people hate you on Reddit? I think it was just one thread. Uh, yeah. you know, here's the thing is that I think people who, who are on Reddit when I come up are the same people who don't like me, but they're usually the same like circle of people. Right. But, and that all, but here's the thing yeah. is that to say that is, is a, a silly question in my eyes because I also, feel, <laughs> I feel like I'd be stupid to think that everyone liked me. I'd, right. I'd hate myself if everyone liked me because yeah. I'm definitely not perfect. No. And, and it's, it's, I will say though, one thing that always has bugged me is when, YouTubers, especially big content creators, mm-hmm. much bigger than like you or you know Lone or anyone, go on Twitter and ask what would you guys like to see. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, that I think a gaming crowdsource some ideas. Like I recently did right. Overwatch. I was like, because I am not well, acquainted in that fan base where I'm like, right. what videos do you watch? A lot of people. Are like, it's one Lord. thing, real quick. I don't mean to interrupt you, but oh, it's one fine. thing if you put like a poll up and say like, would you want to see Overwatch, Fallout, or blah blah blah, and like two other games, and see what comes up on Twitter. Like that's one thing. Because like, that's give me an idea, right? And they're 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 really up there content creators that are a group who I'm not going to name, but you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they go out there and they're like, oh, what do you want to see? What do you want to see? And it's like, look, you have over collectively 10 million subscribers. Collectively, you need to be on the ball with what you're making. Mm-hmm. Not only that, but you know what your create you, what your audience wants to see based on what has made you famous, and it's something that is very easy to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not hard. It's not like trying to find Fallout rare weapons. You know, it's much yeah. easier than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 that that's the kind of shit that has always bugged me. I don't think I've ever seen PewDiePie go on Twitter and say, "What do you guys want to see?" He comes up with it. You know, yeah. that's his job is to come Here's up with the, thing, the ideas. Though, is that I'll say that YouTube, you know, I think people undersell YouTube as a job where they think it's a lot easier than it is. But I will also try my best not to oversell it and be like, yo, this job is fucking hard work. It's Fair. not hard to sit down in your spare time, whether you're watching TV, like you're right. just doing something, you're making dinner and try to just come up with some video ideas. Okay, this right. game's coming out. What could I do to, you know, the for the right. pre-launch talk? What could I do for when it comes out? And, and, well, and that's from your perspective too, because yeah. that's the type of YouTuber you are. Exactly. Is you cover games? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about YouTubers. But if you're a let's uh, player, dude, like, oh god, you gotta like, I'll say up. I, 
I fucking envy that. I'd love to straight up just play a fucking game, upload an episode, and get like a million views, and have like every company like oh 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 like fucking yeah. <laughs> right. Damn, I wish. You know, and it's 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 just one of those things where it's like you are in a position where you need to be creative. You know what I mean? Put a poll out about a specific game or something like that, and come up with it. You know, it's like I don't mean to sound like a dick or something. You know, but. It's usually the crowdsourcing idea that's uh, see what the interest is and something that takes the least effort. Fair so enough. Well, mean. yeah, and that's what I've that's what I've seen. That. Yeah, I'll see. They want to do the ideas. easiest thing. Yeah, the, you know. if you put the effort in, usually YouTube will reward you. You usually find your. I've not seen many high effort videos, and I'm sure they are out there. But I'm saying I've not seen efforts on videos which have taken like weeks and weeks to produce that have not panned out well. If you talk right. to the right people, you put the right effort in, you, you say the right things, of course you'll usually find success because right. uh, your product will market itself. Here's a good uh, question from Trohick Mist Zero. Favorite controller? Ooh, this is a good one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably have to say the 360 controller and the Xbox One controller. I'm just used to them. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the controllers that has always sticked in my head, though, was the Dreamcast controller. <laughs> that did that not have to, but... <laughs> it's so weird seeing this it says someone tweeted like you know when they like a video they'll say like i liked it at youtube video for man gt7 stats i'll have the link and it says let's play skyrim's dawn guard expansion part one holy crossbow (laughs) holy crossbow jesus christ that's so old that's such an an old video anyway go on sorry let's go back to the fear three let's play um what's it called good times yeah. Um. What's it called? Oh, you like another Sega? one. Part two: puzzle solving. You were talking about the Sega Dreamcast controller, oh, and the Dreamcast controller was a funky controller because it was big. Um. But that that one was a, a funky one. What about you? Hmm. I am a. I don't know if it's my favorite one, but I am a big, big fan of the Xbox One controller. I have not had a controller that's really, like really just you grab it and it just fits perfectly. Well, and it's like I have big hands, like so that's why I like the Xbox. Controllers. Yeah, the 360. When I picked it up again to replay Gears Three, a lot tighter, a lot hands are closer. And then you oh, grab yeah? the Xbox One, and it's like wow, they just expanded just right where it's just big enough, fits your hands perfectly. Um, you know, a lot of people pick the older controllers. Like, they'll say the NES or the SNES. I'm like, dude, you're holding, like, a fucking one-ounce piece of plastic that, like, like you just fucking fiddle around with these flat buttons. Now, in terms of comfort and everything, I'd have to say Xbox One. Um, I would pick the PS4. Not a fan of touchpad and stuff. PS3, it's a little flimsy. PS2, I, I would actually maybe vie for. I, I really like the R2 and R1 scheme on that where they're buttons, not triggers. Um, I know yeah. a lot of, I know with shooters they didn't work out that well, but that's because back then, if you guys didn't know, it was L1, R1 to aim in and shoot, not yeah. L2, R2 like it is now. Well, and my thing with the PlayStation controllers is I like them, I can use them, but the, my hands cramp up mm. because I, I feel like I'm too close. That's my only thing. Yeah, but in so. terms of when I think of like when I want to play a shooter and succeed, when I want to really be in the game in the terms of like optimal performance, uh, Xbox controller was always the, the go-to. I always felt I performed best with that. Yeah. Mm. Um, we'll pick one last question. All right. Let's see here. Um, a lot of good questions this week. Carlos is Mexi. <laughs> what? <God> damn it! <laughs> what is your favorite Easter egg in a video game? 
Um, shit. That's a good one. Favorite Easter egg in a video game? I only know this because many a true nerd did a video about it, but in Homefront the Revolution, you can go and play Time Crisis 2. Or not Time Crisis, uh, Time... Oh, fuck. What's the name of it? I don't remember. Time Time Crisis? No, Time Crisis is a game, but it's a different... It's not what it is. Hmm. I remember that. Time Splitters? Yes, Time Splitters too. Yeah. I, I remember Time Splitters. I remember that so well, man. That game was... I, I don't know if that game... I, I never played it. It was, like, so bad it was good. <laughs> really? How, it looks kind of cool. That's how I remembered it, personally. Favorite Easter egg in a video game. I don't know why I picked that one. Cause I, fuck. I don't really know an answer to that. I mean, I'd really like the Fallout 3 fuck you door. <laughs> you think it's, like, an area you open it up and it says fuck you on the wall. That's one of my favorite ones. Um, I'm just looking back because like I don't really look for Easter eggs too much. The the Halo skulls were always cool. They weren't really Easter eggs, but they were cool to look for. Yeah, those are good. I I liked the. I guess it really isn't an Easter egg because it's just a reference to its own franchise. But I liked how in the DMC Devil May Cry series, when uh, Dante first got into a fight, white hair landed on his fucking head. And he oh, yeah. looks so cool, and he's like, get this trash off, or he said something like that, and it was like a fuck you to Devil May Cry fans. <laughs> so mm. that one, I, I really liked. I, I think that was a good one. I'm looking around my room for like any references that are games that had good references. Danganronpa had a couple of good Easter egg references. Right. Um, I don't know. I can't pick one straight up. I think Lone would probably have a good answer for this. Lone had a good one, yeah. yeah he, well... Uh, I remember in the old Mario games. In in the original, yeah. There was this one time I was playing with my lads and <laughs> with, uh, with my best mate, as he would say. <laughs> best mate, which is just like his dog or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't pick but, a good answer for that one. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Oh, well. that'll, that'll wrap up this week's podcast. All right. Yeah, a lot of good discussion here. Yeah, because the news roundup. With the uh, secret DLC and Prey and Skyrim on top of the extended Mafia 3 discussion we had. And I think that was probably the best part. And then all your wonderful questions. So, yeah, be sure to follow us on Twitter and keep submitting those awesome questions. Noah, any final words? That's it, man. That's it, man. Yeah, that's my final words. That's it, man. Mm, that's, that's all it. for now, folks. That's all for now, folks. What's okay. up, guys? Go on here. All right, we're all good? Did I just cut out? <laughs> well, fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> fuck off! I was like, God damn it, really? I, I was so... I hope someone stayed for that. All right, guys. I didn't see the thing. Is that you're, I don't see your camera... Or, like, your camera froze. I just, like, had so my hand know. over here. I was just playing with the camera lens, and I was just like, wait, he's, like, bugging out. I'm just going to keep you staring <laughs> You're such a dick. All, All right, right, guys. We hope peace you guys out, enjoyed guys. episode 80 of the Amrio Podcast, and we'll catch you next week. Yeah, peace out.